Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew, always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker! Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Andy. Joining me is my co-host, not Deion Sanders for Primetime. What's up? What's up? All right, guys. So we got a lot of wrestling to talk about. I mean, that's been the whole theme of the summer, just wrestling news. This has been the most uh, newsworthy summer for wrestling in history. Even because, you know, Vince made up to a $20 million hush money. What the fuck is going on? Triple H is sitting there just saying, fuck you to Mr. Man by the people he's taking off TV and bring it back on TV. Because this week we got Hit Row that returned to WWE on SmackDown. We got Elias that got, excuse me, Ezekiel that got taken out by Kevin Owens. Dexter Loomis is back. We also got uh, just so much stuff that Triple H just said, hey, dad, fuck you. That's basically what happened. Or basically what's happening this week. And there's a lot of things to talk about because with these new uh, superstars that have shown up, there has been different talks and different rumors about drafts and stuff like that. So we got a lot to get into. So this is episode 225 of uh, No Give Me See Rusty Podcast. And to come to think about it, bro, we've been doing this for 225 episodes. Yeah, that's a long time. You know, maybe, you know, you got to introduce people to some of them throwback episodes. You keep asking for you know we should definitely uh do do some of the, do do some of the throwback episodes. I know a lot of people uh like the throwback episodes, so give them a chance to go out there and download them and stuff like that. Cause I know all of them are not on all the podcast apps stuff like that. So when we get stuff ready, or even some Patreon stuff like that, we 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 gotta fo- we gotta really focus some stuff out, but. Before we get all into that, you guys got to make sure you check out SpacesPhilly.com. SpacesPhilly, that's where we're part of some of the best podcasts here in Philly that you guys can listen to with such content such as the Lulu and Pop Plus One, the Mark and Dark Show, and Doing Business with Mark Randall. But the Nerd Coalition has content on there as well, such as the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture, and Beyond, Nergasm Talk, and which we're coming up on episode 200 and we talk about we're going to do a special michael jackson tribute because it falls right on his birthday weekend and also drunk dog sober tongues make sure you check out all the great things that they have over there also make sure you guys check us out on all the podcast apps as well from apple Podcasts to google Podcasts to spotify iHeartRadio, stitcher all that great stuff if you like the snippets that i put up on youtube 
and you just want to hear parts of the podcast, make sure you got your data on YouTube with YouTube Premium, so you don't guys gotta watch, you know, hold the phone watching. You can just always listen to listen to it like you listen to a podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast stuff like that. Also, they're on hiatus for the month of August, but will we return in September? And that is every Friday with my man Primetime and his boy Lee Boy TV through the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. It's great listening to that. They've been on hiatus for that. But once they come back, though, it's going to be a slamming show. So make sure you guys check that out every single Friday. Unless you want anything to add to that, Prime. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm thinking about having September and we do like a, some Earth, Wind, Fire related. So... Be on the lookout for that. Oh yeah. Uh, are we still putting up our list? Yes, we are. Okay. Does anybody know? Um, go for mine. So <laughs> I know y'all don't know which one this is gonna be yet, though. But I can't wait. To, I can't wait till uh, Prime uh, shows off the day the day that we did with that. Uh, so make sure you guys check out all that great stuff. So uh, make sure I got all that out the way. Make sure you guys also check out for my main man Q Flow out there out there making the music going on the road sitting there and get his uh christian rap career off the road I'm really going proud on the what? his christian rap career no you said he's going where on the road on the road wait okay, i was on the road thank you okay yeah i gotta be always on the road uh yeah to make sure you guys go out there and support him wherever you guys get your music from q dash uh or just q underscore or dash flow uh, make sure you guys go uh, check check my main man out. I know I kind of botched that, but I do apologize about that. Q. So let's get right up into this here. We had major returns and major things happen all this week in wrestling. And if you guys did not see SmackDown, Hit Row returned to the main roster. Uh, top Dollar, Ashanti the Adonis. And of course, B Fab. So it was great to see her back in there. And then we just, you know, we got the whole crew back. It hit Row very, very much excited. And the reason why I'm bringing them up because we, I talked about it extensively on SmackDown. I'm happy to see them back and everything. But Top Dollar, uh, AJ Francis, was on Busted Open Radio talking about how their return worked out and what they've been doing. Real quick. Yeah. Do I say who was on who was the host for the day? On Busted Open? Yeah. It did not. Okay, because some days I listen to it like basically if Dave LaGreca and Bully Ray not doing it, or Dave LaGreca and like Mark Henry not doing it, then I don't listen. Oh, okay. But yeah, because those are the only ones I kinda listen to too. Him and him and Bully Ray or him and Mark Henry. Yeah. Time with Dreamer, I don't be. Eh, sometimes Time with Dreamer just sound like he's tired all the time. And uh, but so, but who else was hosting? If, if, I thought Dave LaGreca was like the main host. Yeah, but sometimes he's not there. He like it's like he's not there. I think Friday and Saturday, I don't think he's there. And then some days it's just Bully and uh, Tommy. Oh okay. So they they like got different hosts for different days. I think Mickey Mickey James and Thunder Rosa I think host on Fridays. So. Okay. You know, it's, it's different stuff. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, him being able to go on Busted Open Radio and talk, now being back with WWE, is actually surprising to me also. So, 
I know a lot. WWE don't share like that. I guess he was allowed to allow him to get his one interview, but there was a lot of confusion because. Uh, Wait, hold on. Say that one more time. I said WWE does like sharing like that. So him being on Busted Open Radio while he's signed with WWE now, it was actually surprising to me. Oh, oh no 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 no. Um, for some reason, I think Busted Open is the only thing that they let people do because everybody's on Busted Open. Oh, okay. I don't know if they have to apply for it and, and do it, but um, I guess it's such a big wrestling platform that when there's pay-per-views and stuff coming up or big matches, everybody's on there promoting for whatever match. Like, they, they're on there a lot. WWE people are on there a lot. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. So that's my confusion. Okay. I wanted to make sure of that. So it looks like uh, he, he was talking more about things, you know, of how his exit was what they were doing uh, when they weren't wrestling and how they came back. And a lot of, you know, things, which I, I'm going to get into later about how Vince Man views talent that talk back at him. Because Top Dollar has been, you know, criticized for a lot of things, saying he was hard to work with and things of that nature. And, you know, I, it, it, in my personal opinion, from what his tweets are and stuff like that, I do think that he's he's arrogant, you know, and I do be, I do believe that sometimes he 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 puts they put he puts them. On you him. think so? He took a he took a, he won a, a indie title and took a picture with it Shawn Michaels style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I think you know I think he's he, he shows slight arrogance and like sometimes I think he needs a little bit humility to him. Especially when it comes to hero, like, and I, I'm not saying go out there and kiss the white man's ass. I'm just saying, but go out there, you know, have some humility also to this group as well. Uh, but a lot of people, you know, it, it was important seeing B-Fab back in the group because she was the one that got released first. Swerve was on Talk is Jericho a couple of, was a couple of weeks ago, and I believe he, he explained to them of how B-Fab got fired and they was on getting, on, getting ready to go into the plane and she didn't have her flight information. And Top Dollar called them and asked, yo, what's going on with, with Brianna's stuff? That's her name. And she's like, well, she's like Nina on the show. And then when hit when when they got there, uh Vince, Bruce Pritchard, and John Laurinaitis laid into Hit Row because of they called and tried to figure out what's going on with Brianna. And that's what ultimately got them fired. That they got scolded because they wanted to know what's going on with their partner's plane ticket. There, uh, there's a, they're, they're a group. Now, uh, if you not know anything, then they had to find out that she was part of the all, you know, uh, that group of massive cuts at that time because Hero got released about a, like three or four weeks later. And I was just like, that's the reason? That's the fucking reason because it's amazing how you know Ben fires people. You know Ben fires people for sneezing, right? Yes, I, I, I'm I'm aware of that. I'm just saying, but it it it's it just sucks that you know we, we we hear about all like AJ Francis, or we hear about Sasha and Naomi, or Bray Wyatt, or uh, Max Dupree, or L.A. Knight, or Eli Drake, whatever you want to fucking call them, of being hard to work with. Anybody who steps 
to the boss about creative or their creative plans, all of a sudden they are deemed hard to work with over some petty bullshit. Like, I'm glad this regime is out of there. I'm just like, because now I'm not saying that, like, because I know this situation is going to have some ideas that they may not necessarily agree with. And the question is, how will he handle it opposed to Vince? That's the big question. But he was on Busted Open. He was, he was like, when I was talking to Hunter, even when Hunter was not in charge of NXT anymore, even when we went to SmackDown, I never stopped talking to Hunter. When uh, when we got released, I stopped. Uh, I never stopped talking oh, to Hunter. Quick, yeah. He called this man Hunter like that's his real name. Exactly. I, I know. <laughs> I, I I would say the same thing. Like, you can say Paul, you know, but. but I'm, that's, you know how weird that it's like. <laughs> I was like, if Michael Cole's real name was like Jeffrey, but like his ringing out his middle name was like Tommy, and he just kept calling him Tommy. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, like, seriously, this, this, this is the transcript right here. He said, we had talked a lot already about hopefully working together in the future. I will send him clips and stuff that we were doing. I sent him clips from GCW. I sent him clips from ACW. I will send him clips of me and um, Adonis working as a tag team, letting him know that the band was still together. I'm very grateful in because in the conversation I had with Triple H, he was like, man, I don't know what happened before. And to be honest with you, I don't care. It's a new place. I want you to understand that you have a clean slate. There's no hard feelings on this side. And I hope that you come with no hard feelings on your side. To me, it was just like a breath of fresh air because it was like I was down. <coughs> then you see what to say. Oh, excuse me. Hit Row, uh, when we got released, Hit Row was hotter than anything in wrestling period i don't care who you are you can get your feelings hurt if you want to but hit row was hotter than anything in wrestling period when we got released i felt like i had something great and it just turned into ashes in my hand it made me stop watching wrestling for the first time in my life i'm 32 years old and i went eight months without watching wrestling like all at all Nothing. I saw the last 10 minutes of the Royal Rumble. That was it. That's the only wrestling I saw for like nine months. What killed me was I felt like if I, I watched wrestling, I would just see that Hit Row should be in that spot right now. That's what we should be doing right now. And it killed me. So that was his, you know, thing from, from Busted Open. And here, here's the thing I'm, I'm saying. Uh, when I said that I feel like he's a little arrogant, I mean, yes, I was a fan of Hit Row. Everybody was not a fan of Hit Row. Uh, what I mean by that is like my good friend Primetime over here. He it, it, t- it took him a minute to get onto on, onto the Hit Row train. No, no, because you you jumped on like the first day they came on the scene. That's why. I did. I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I did because I was just like, I'm happy to see what because I'm a huge fan of Stables. I'm a yeah, huge. I was like, no one, no one who's in Vince is ultimately in, in charge. I was like, no Vince, it's a group full of black people that do a hip hop gimmick. I was like, mm, I don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, I get it, and and honestly, a lot of people were saying online what they're gonna do without Swerve, but come to find out, 
they they become such the OG three because Hit Row was the was a thing before Swerve got involved of, into it, and Triple H saw it and then built, put put it put Swerve in it and built it around Swerve. I always thought it was Swerve groups at group at first, not that they were something first. So no, because Swerve was there first already. I'm only going to about of, of what I've been reading, but however, AJ Francis, aka Top Dollar is very passionate about this group like this is like his his baby and yes uh hit roll was picking up steam but then also it's like was was the hottest thing in wrestling it wasn't the hottest thing in wrestling okay obviously you know especially when you have things like i mean what like like now you would think like the bloodline but at that time when hit roll was out it's just like you know they were when hot. was this huh when was this do you think when they when did they get released Last year, two thousand one. I mean, twenty twenty one. You don't know like what month or nothing? November. Because if it was August 2021, uh, they were definitely not the hottest thing. Because CM Punk had just came back. Bro, it, I'm sorry, it, exactly. Like that's what I'm saying. Like the arrogance. It's like okay, you say like first of all, were, were they hot in NXT? Sure. Did people uh, like them in NXT? Did they, did they like the cipher? Sure. But that's NXT. That's not the main roster and that's why it wasn't you know people didn't receive it like that like you can't say the highest thing in wrestling like i said when you had cm punk that ret- like he he holds his group to a high standard he's very very passionate about this group and i'm like you need to show some kind of humility a little bit when uh when it comes like be proud of course i'm always about being a proud black man but i'm saying but also you gotta understand something bro like you know you back on the main roster, okay? You ain't the best wrestler, okay? Like he he's athletic for a, a big guy, but I'm saying, but you know, you, you there, there's some things you can iron out. Ashanti's the way better wrestler, okay? I'm just like you know, work on the craft and focus on getting hit roll back to being hot, you know? Against especially you got an uphill battle going on because you don't have swerve with you. You know, so, but those, those those were the things he said, and uh, I, I'm happy that, that they, they they have another chance to go to. Uh, whoa, is that your fan? What happened? Is it was was that your fan in the background that just heard? I don't know. Was it? I don't know. I just said I hear like this in the background. I've had literally had this on the whole time. Okay, I'm just saying this is what we switched on. That's all I'm saying. Like, when you go back and hear play, you, you hear what I'm talking about. Wait, uh, so you hear it now? Slightly, but, you know, not when you're talking. Because, like, it's been on the whole time. I kind of, like, was the old, um, going on and off of mute, so. Okay, I'm just saying that it, 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 as, as long as you're talking, you must have just been a switchover or something. But whatever the case may be. Uh, where was I at? Um, I want them to get another chance. I really do want Hit Row to try to get another chance and bring out the best of, the best of what they can bring out. And uh, I I I just want I I just I'm glad B Fast back. I'm glad both of them back. But I, I I don't want him to like shoot himself in the face. Like understand like okay, I work with Triple H. He gonna let us 
let us do our thing. But understand now, he is the boss. This is and, and this is WWE. This is not NXT. Okay, to the point where we're on a bigger stage now. So you say. <laughs> so you say you don't want him to pull a Greg Hamilton. Uh, I think I know what you're talking. Like about. You ever wrote a Greg Hamilton? Oh my gosh, Greg Hamilton. This is like, you know what? I'm gonna get the WWE. WWE. I'm gonna get them on you. And then it was like, nah, you fired. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying because the, there was things like you know he made the rap about uh, Jinder Mahal. He said he went over with Jinder, and Jinder was cool, but he never cleared it with WWE officials and stuff like that. And like I said. I, I know Twitch gives a lot of people a lot of freedom in NXT. Like I said, he's very passionate about this group. He already thinks the group is the hottest thing going. And I'm just like, not really. But I'm just saying, but we're glad to see them back. And I'm a hit roll guy. I got the shirt and the hat. I'm saying, but you also got to understand where your place is. You, 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 you're you a tag team right now until they, uh, whatever they plan on doing with hit row, depending on if there's going to be like a draft or not. Which brings me to... Uh, Updates on a WWE draft. There are reports claiming, uh, I am uh, right now on FIFL, that uh, there are people in WWE that believe the draft will be happening right after the clash at the Castle pay-per-view. Several Raw Raw stars are scheduled for SmackDown on September 9th and starts... uh, and stars from SmackDown are scheduled for Raw episodes on September 5th and 12th. Fightful also stated the following. Talent have not had this confirmed to them yet, but there have been other things that they have said to lean them to, to believe the case. We were told that writers have noted that repackages are also more likely following this day as opposed to the uh, immediate future. So, usually, recently, the draft was like right there in October, which made no sense because you, you would have a draft and then a month later you want people to go battle for brand supremacy. That made no sense. Uh, then, well, back, back in the day, they had the draft kind of like after WrestleMania. I'm talking about 2009, 10, 11, you know. They would have the draft after media, which I think is the best time to have the draft. It's like a, a new season, uh, you know, a new season starting in wrestling. Now, with Triple H at the helm, I would like him to take, you know, do something different with the draft. Make it more sports related in a way. Make it, make it in a way, make it feel like almost like draft day at the NBA. I'm not saying go up there and shake his hand and shit. <laughs> you want to come up there in these in the, in the suits with the, the long overdue suits, the LeBron suit. Oh god, you know the LeBron design suits. No, but w- what I'm saying is, do you know you ain't got to go up there and shake too much his hand, talk about so yeah, but don't have the fucking USA execs fingers up and the Fox execs no, slamming no, 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 papers no. and shit down like they. That's what they game. need to do. You talk about like how Vince had people slamming the papers down and shit. No, 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 no. Talk about the Triple H thing. They need to have them. They need to have them come and have the cut out of Triple H with the, with his finger pointing, and that's their draft picture. Oh wow! I I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But you know, you you gotta make it kind of feel kind of different. And honestly, I think it's. A, I, I think right now for what the situation is is a good idea. Right now, Triple H is bringing back people. 
or, or different stars, black and gold stars, to a Raw and SmackDown that is a Vince McMahon-created roster. These aren't, just because Triple H is bringing back people on these rosters, don't necessarily mean that the feuds and the stories that he, he fully wants to do uh, works for everybody on these shows. These are Vince McMahon rosters from Raw and SmackDown. So in order to do a complete overhaul, to do the storylines you want, he's going to need just to shake up the rosters. So, because uh, I, I think unifying the, the tag team championships will be a good idea because right now there's no tag division. And then I also believe that taking one championship off and making a universal on uh, SmackDown and making a heavyweight on Raw, I think will be a you know a good idea, especially when you have some dominant names uh, coming back. So <clears throat> you need top show, you you need a top title on, on these shows. So I feel as though that that will be you know the way to go and i think also it helps bring up some nxt talent when it comes to santos escobar and legato del fantasma or when it comes to roderick strong or when it comes to solo sokoa or when it comes i just to- point out they roderick strong ever <laughs> i mean I it's a, a triple h guy i'm saying so he, he probably come up or solo sokoa and you know, you, you can you can make the argument for Braun Breaker, or if you want to keep him down a little bit, but you you, you can make, you can make these kind of arguments and bring bring these guys up, and you bring them up in the draft. And I think I I think those would be some uh quite oh Indy Hartwell, she's not doing anything no more. Like, she's did anything she can do in NXT, so she don't need to be down there no more. Plus, her <clears throat> husband is on the main roster, so exactly. So it's like you know. Bring them back, you know, could be a good way to introduce Gargano and uh, Candice LeRae back. Good way to introduce Sasha and Naomi. Like, you're going to get back stars. You know you're going to sign more people. I also believe that uh, maybe we can see Bronson Reed come back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I like Bronson Reed. Uh, Tegan Knox to come back. I'm trying to think of somebody else that he, he, he released that, you know, is still available. I didn't jump over to AEW. Because there are plenty of people I'm like I can see them coming back and then we can shake up each, shake, shake up these rosters and make them uh you know make the stuff make sense even when it comes to the women's tag team championships like you can start putting teams together that make more sense opposed to just two heels and two bay faces like turn them into turn them into an actual team so people can uh you know get behind them even Kate and Carter Casey Catzero they undid everything they can. In fucking uh, NXT. Well, they they just they just won the title, so. Yeah, I understand. But me personally, I think it's time. I think you unify them. There, yeah. there is really no point of having two sets of women's tag team championships. That is true. There is really first of all, there's really no sense to have the women's tag team championships in the first place. But to have them and do what Sasha and Bailey was trying to do at the beginning, have them defend these tag team championships on NXT. And Raw and SmackDown, because there's no point in having two sets. So why not have uh, Casey uh, Casey Catzero and King Carter take on uh, whoever wins the, this women's tag team championship? Uh, you know whoever's going to the, the championship at that time, and they had they had them make have a match, unify them, and then bring them up to the main roster. You're going to, mm-hmm. if you're going to have a tag division with belts. 
you go on these lead tag teams. Yep. And King Carter and Case Cazero are a legit tag team from NXT. They 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 they've been there for what they got the matching gear and everything. They have been that way for a while. So they've been together for a while. So, what are your thoughts on on like if they do a draft early? Yeah, if they do a draft early, I would like it. I would also like it like something like something on it just like makes it different. Like why you want to be on Raw rather than SmackDown, other than because so and so, like a, a legit reason. Like Raw gets paid more, or you know, SmackDown is better. Something I don't know. Throughout the, night, throughout the night, I think I would like a, like a credit roll like they do for the actual football draft or the NBA draft, and then you interview different uh, wrestlers and different different re- representatives. Like you need, you may not have to do the general manager thing, but you need a representative for Raw and SmackDown, and talk about some, you know, and, and like just make it interesting. Like, hey, look, NXT. Oh, oh by the way, please get rid of. Uh... Please get rid of Adam. Uh, I don't know what his name is. <laughs> Where's he on? Adam, Adam Pierce. Sorry. Yes. Oh yeah. Get, get rid of Adam Pierce, yes. please. Like you're gonna do do a general manager, but we give it like an authority figure to the point where they can talk about. Okay, Raw is on. Like it'd be fun. Like you go to commercial. Like Raw is on deck to pick next, and then, you, and then it has a list a list of available people like on the side and it goes to a commercial and when it comes back if like okay raw is ready for their next pick and they pick such and such as like oh we saw he was like, like we know what's gonna happen like that they, they go scroll like raw just recently selected blah 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 you know saying then we go to smackdown and they're like okay well smackdown does this and they also what about trades what about mm-hmm. signing free agents like you know they never did they just like dragged people to the shows and then on the internet, look who else came over, man! Like, make make a huge trade to the point where it's just like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, Raw picks up. Uh, I'm just I'm just shooting out the ass here, like you know. Uh, Raw picks up Dexter Loomis, but then it's like SmackDown picks up Carmelo Hayes. They're like, wait, hold on, I kind of want Carmelo Hayes on Raw. What would you be offering us on SmackDown for Carmelo Hayes? And we can see like the draft change. It's kind of like, you know, in basketball, like, okay, we get the former day. Chris Webber and Penny Hardaway are now switching teams. Now, Penny Hardaway is going to the Magic and Chris Webber is going to the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that only because doing it like that, when we all know who's drafted, will be kind of like, you know. Yeah, that's what makes sense to me, I guess. But I, I I do want him to just, just to bring some kind of different element to it. Like uh, now, if it now if it was like how Bischoff and McMahon were going back and forth, then yeah. But if it's not like an authority figure, and it's just like it's just like they keep just announcing it like a, like the raw GM, the anonymous raw GM, then that that one makes sense. So you have to they would have to bring some authority figures in to do it if they do it that way. Yeah, if they do it that way. So I'm kind of hoping that they you know they kind of do, or you know. Plant the seeds, something like that. But um, all right. So you know, along with the draft, people are thinking about who could come in. Their name has been circulating, and that name is Bray Wyatt. So uh, also, Fightful Select uh, with the article has noted earlier this week that reports of Bray Wyatt's name has been brought up recently, and cites someone in the company saying the following about Wyatt. I can't speak for him, but I know I heard his name brought up. 
and I don't know how you couldn't feel better about coming in now if you were him. Defeat Bray Wyatt has just Bray Wyatt um has been very mismanaged by WWE. He has been fat shamed by Vince McMahon. And Bray Wyatt is very committed and also passionate about his character that he created. And he went to you know, kept going to Vince about you know the direction of his character and Vince said he's hard to work with because he doesn't want to get in line and be a member of the team. I respect that. Especially with the way the feed was booked at the end, losing to one RKO at WrestleMania because he got distracted by Alexa Bliss, which was the which was just the end for the fiend in general. And right now, here's the thing, I would love to see Bray Wyatt Bay. To be honest with you, I don't know if I I don't know if I care about the fiend anymore. They they buried the fiend so bad. It's to the point like if he comes back like I enjoyed the Firefly Funhouse before Alexa Bliss. I enjoyed the different like I enjoyed the beginnings of the Firefly Funhouse and be in the fiend. But right now, I don't know necessarily if that is going to be something that people still is going to help get over. I don't know because we're going to as another version of Bray Wyatt. I don't know because I'm going to be honest with you. The uh-huh. Fiend is going to forever be over. <laughs> so, I don't know what Bray Wyatt did, but The Fiend will forever be like, especially with the, with the new Triple H era, people are going to be excited about The Fiend if he wants to come back. So you, you would think you would do The Fiend and not do another Bray Wyatt style character? Yes. The only reason is, I know you said Vince, like, kind of buried it to the ground, where it's like, along with the excitement, like, people never, written, people never stopped loving the feet. Mm-hmm. So, along with that, along with that, and Triple H in charge now, it's like, we are actually excited to see what the Fiend can do because of that thing of more creative freedom. Rather than just, you know, being in the hole and fat shamed. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it could be, it, it could really be super stuff. Like I said, I enjoyed the Firefly Funhouse without, without Alexa Bliss. It, it was creepy, but I, I do think it's going to need, like, I don't think the same old, same old is going to work. I do think you're going to need something a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, I think you, you got, you got uh, Bray Wyatt with more random control than what he had already with Vince, like, without Vince strangling his neck. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you can know, you, you don't know what this man can think of, so. So you're right, but I, but like he he's very he's very creative, and I'm like he he could create something another character, another version. But I like the fiend. I just want you know I, I just got so many bad memories of the fiend taking losses to Roman, taking law lo- you know taking losses to Randy Orton, get distracted by Alexa Bliss, get set on fire. Yeah, like yeah, you, I don't you think Triple H is gonna have this man losing to people like Goldberg? No, absolutely That's not. What- that's why that's why I'm kind of got a little bit of hope because I know this uh, Triple H ain't gonna do nothing like that. So if he comes back, I'll be intrigued because I know Triple H ain't gonna be doing no stupid stuff like no no not stupid stuff like no loud unnecessary stupid stuff. I'll say. Yeah. I mean, I I hope that he, he he's handled with it because like I said, other the missing man thing. He's been tough to work with. They fired him for you know because of of his creative input that he went on his character, which I have no problem with. I have I have no problem with it neither. I, I hope he brings back. He comes back with a full amount of energy. And if he does come back, when does he come back? 
know, whenever the time is right, even though it's not, you never know when the time is right, but you know, sometimes people get lucky and they have a dip in, they have a dip in uh, whatever the case is, and then they come back and pow, they right, right in it. Yeah. So we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe it's at a pay per view. Maybe it's at like the end of one raw of whatever is happening. You know, we we don't know. It could be like, um, you know, carrying uh, carrying cross style while somebody talking, or you know, we we don't know yet. So, gotta see. Uh, I I am excited to see like when would this come? You know, it, it may even come at the clash, cancel the castle, but uh, uh, clash at the castle. I'm just saying, but. Whatever it is, I think it's going to be good, and I would like to see how Triple H handles it over Vince. To be the playoff, and then also puts if he if he handles it well, that puts another top player at the top for you know the championship. Uh huh. So, all right. Um. So now we did that. Let's go on to something that we that we missed, and that is. The midweek wrestling review. We got uh, to the NXT. I thought it was actually pretty good this week, uh, and we are building to Heat Wave, which is next week. And I'm telling you, this song should definitely be Heat Wave. The, it burned about the Heat Wave. But I think that, you know they took the, the WCW name of Heat Wave. <laughs> Something inside. Right. <laughs> but uh, so this is the go home show today, and then also when it comes to AEW, we got Quake by the Lake. Oh, Which honestly had three great or great to good to great matches on there from the actual casket match, which had a great finish and moments. Yeah, and moments. Then 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 we have um. Uh, uh, the tornado tag with Andrade and Roos and, and, and the Lucha Brothers, and then we have uh, Moxley taking on Lionheart Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. So I was I was excited about the show. Let's get up into it. So first off, for NXT, um, we're gonna do more of, of like uh, a, a recap of what's been going on. Nikita Lyons, aka Gaming Bigelow, taking on uh, Kenna James. Uh, Nikita Lyons basically wins with the roundhouse kick and does a split legged thing for the pin. Drop that. <laughs> uh huh. Basically, this is just a match for her to showcase her coming to uh, the main. Well, the main I don't know if she's coming to the main roster full time or she's just there for the tournament. Yeah. Uh, if that was the case, they should have put a toxic attraction in there. Or, exactly. Know. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, so, after, uh, what was that? after the match, uh, James uh, tries to attack her from behind. Uh, 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 his her with a briefcase. He stands toes over the kid lines. Uh, I didn't see any of the Apollo Crews and Creed Brothers backstage type thing, but we have a Wesley versus Trick Williams match that was like a rounds match. So every time, so uh, it, tonight's rules were in a round match six, Three minute rounds, twenty second breaks between each round. Falls can be worth. Uh, falls can be won by pinfall submission or count Wait, what? <laughs> what? I missed this yeah, completely. Falls that uh, fall can take place can be won by pinfall submission or count out. 
Once a fall okay. occurs, the round ends. The first superstar to win two falls will be declared the winner. So it's a fancy boxing way to do two out of three falls. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we had the, the rounds matchup. So uh, from what I remember, they were, when they both tied 1 1, I believe what happened. I got I to gotta, uh, go back to it. But uh, yeah, so you know what? They worked it. They were tied one one, and then uh, the bell rang for, for round five, and then uh, Trick, Trick, Trick Williams has to leap across the screen, uh, but then Lee takes him down for a two count. Uh, what happened at the finish? Oh, uh, Wesley rocks Trick and hits a flying drop kick, and then uh, has him against the ropes. Four seconds up in the round. But then Wesley goes against a boxing glove of his own because he he didn't. Trick Williams had the boxing gloves on. Uh, Wesley did not. Uh, then he goes and hits him with the boxing glove, takes down Trick Williams, knocks him out, and uh, pins him and wins the matchup. And then Wesley wins two falls to one. Uh, after the match, uh, of course you you had Carmelo Hayes being upset, but then you know uh, Wesley just just stood tall. Then we had. I'm surprised he's uh, still pushing Wesley. Yeah, I I know about his partner, Chase University didn't see any 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 of that stuff, cause I'm not into Andre Chase. Uh, they they have a promo with uh, Carmelo Hayes and member from Imperium. What's his name? Giovanni Vinci. Whatever his name is, is not you know it's not that but sure we're going yeah. with that. Yeah, but I was able to, uh, you know... For, Fabian Eichner, that's what Fabian I'm calling Eichner, yeah. Well, uh, they, they they tried to take each other, but they kept getting out of it, and it had to be broken apart. Uh, <clears throat> Orana Grace taking on Thea Hall. Uh, Orana Grace wins uh, that matchup. Um, Apollo Cruz comes out to take on Roderick Strong. Pretty decent match between, between these two. Uh, Apollo Cruz hits him with the Ron Simmons like spine buster to win the match. That's what he's been using to win matches now. Is that Ron mm-hmm. Simmons spine buster? Yep. Interesting. Uh huh. Uh. Last session is backstage with Malik Blade and uh, Pre Deadly. I'm not gonna say these, these fools' names. And it looks like they may be teaming up. I'm just like. Oh Lord! One was last was last looking beautiful, absolutely. But I was just like, last legend can be annoying sometimes. To be honest with you. Oh, you think? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Santos Escobar driving his car to the final accord with Tony D'Angelo. Okay, so uh, what they uh, are going to do is they said they're going to have a match at Heat Wave. And Santos says, if I don't win, I'm gone. I'm out of NXT. But Tony Angel wants to keep his guys. He wants to keep the legacy. Yeah, the... I was about to say, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, but then, <laughs> but he says, but if I win, uh, Miguel Del Fantasma is out of your out of your group, out of your fam, out of your family. And uh, Tony Angel says, okay, I'm cool with that, but we're not gonna do this in a regular match. We're gonna do this in a street fight. And I feel like they're gonna actually be on the street on that bridge where they threw two dimes out. Oh yeah, oh bro, that that that, that would be kind of crazy. 
that actually be kind of fun for them to be on the street uh, around there. That that'd be cool. So, uh, what was I saying? Um, they, yeah, so they agree. So that's what's going to be the match at Heatwave next week, which would be a decent matchup. But I do believe that uh, I want to say Tony Angelo just, just took a loss not too long ago. So I think Tony Angelo may take the win here. So I think Tony D'Angelo is winning. So Santos can go to the main roster, but I also think like I thought Legato Del Fantasma come with him, even though you know he don't they don't need to. But but they I mean, still- I, 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 I want to see. Honestly, I really want a Santos and Rey Mysterio feud. A Santos and Rey Mysterio feud. Yes. Mm, that that would be that would be interesting. They kind of set it up on NXT, but nothing ever came of it. I I think I really think that that, that would be like a, like a dope ass feud. Yeah, that's what you. So yeah. Uh, pretty deadly takes on uh, Idris and Malik Blade. So, yeah, they, they had a matchup. Pretty deadly wins the matchup. Cora J taking on uh Zoe Starks. This one, uh, main event. Uh, Zoe. Wow, Starks. that's okay. That's what. No, I mean they both of them kind of in a in a high stakes match that they both need to win. I don't know why you put them against each other, but yeah. all right. Well, she is the the those are his system modified G, uh, GTS on uh, Zoe Starks because she got distracted because uh, her homegirl her homegirl came out of there. What was her name? Roxanne Perez. Rock, was it Roxanne Perez? Roxanne Perez is fighting Core J. Yeah, and she started talking with a kendo stick, and then. Um, she goes on Lowe's on Jay with the Kendall stick and then they got the ring. But then Mandy Rose is trying to attack Zoe Stark, but Zoe Stark hit her with a super kick and they hit her with the GTS and lays out Mandy Rose holding the title above her head. I think Mandy Rose take keeps that championship. Of course. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Who Especially won. with her going to the main roster. Exactly. Who's Zoe Stark? Not going to the main roster, but you know, she's in the tournament, so I'm like... Yeah. Well, honestly, yeah. I think that team go, goes to the finals. Do you think? No. Oh damn! I, I think I think I think because you gotta have some kind of upsets in there, some, some kind of Cinderella story. So I figured that they, they, they would probably go to, probably go to the, uh, you know, but, the uh, and I, lose. If they go, it, <laughs> we kind of already know who's winning to begin with. If they go against oh, Dakota Kai, it's, it's gonna be Io But I'm saying if they go against Io and Dakota Kai, we know for sure. At least if it's like Raquel or somebody else. They kind of can't surprise us, but if it's Yam Yam Bigelow, it's starts ready to know for sure that they're not winning. Like, so, you know. But we'll see. We will see. All right, so now that is uh, over and done. Now it's time to go over to A. Okay. Before we go to AEW, I have to. This was a, for some reason, for some reason, this was a big topic on Twitter. So I got to bring it up a little bit. Okay. Um. All right. So, Aria, Aria Miller, Ariana Miller, uh huh, she's an NXT talent. And to be honest with you, I personally understood what she's saying, but she got hate for it. But uh, she said, I am glad Ember Moon is the first black NXT women's champion. And that's all she tweeted. I, I read this story. Okay, that's go ahead. all yeah. she tweeted. And then people was like, what about Sasha Banks? She was like, yeah, but Sasha Banks is not fully, like her... Her her uh, mom is like 
a different ethnicity or whatever. So then people started coming to her and hating her. She said, no, I didn't mean Sasha Banks wasn't black. I would just say like full black. That's kind of like Howard Rock and Kofi, you know, how they champion. Yeah. But then she got so much hate, she had to delete her Twitter. I was like, it's not that serious. Like, it is not that serious. I just, I just wanted to say, just, no, just hear I, people I, out before I, I, you I, bury them. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm like, no, it's not that serious. But then also, this is this is a issue that uh, we in the black community have a problem all the time with. And I'm like, Sasha, you know, um, I, you, you ever watch the show Blackish? No. It's hilarious, by the way. Blackish, yeah, they win every award every year. <laughs> I mean, Blackish is like. Um, it's like the New Age Cosby show. Yeah, the New Age Black show. Yeah. yeah. And it's a positive show, but it has a lot of social commentary in there. Mm-hmm. Also, it, 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 te- it, it teaches you a lot of stuff also about a lot of situations that, that you may not know about, not just about race and stuff like that. But they, they had an episode because, you know, Tracy Ellis Ross is the mom on there. She plays the, the Rainbow. Mm-hmm. And she's she, she, she's mixed in the show. And she they, they had an episode... When Junior, which is there, you say she's mixed in the show like she's not mixed in real life. I mean, well, yeah, you know, her, Diana Ross, <laughs> Diana Ross, you know, was, was doing the thing back then. Yeah, she is mixed in real life, but I'm saying, but um, in the show she's mixed also, and her son Junior uh, has a girlfriend. He brought home a white girl, right? Mm-hmm. So she is having a problem with that because she she was upset that she was a white girl because she said she didn't she never knew how. She, she never knew what, what, what side she was on. So they did different comedy stuff about her trying to figure out who she was as she was, you know, growing up in college and high school and shit like that. But she wanted to go see her dad. Her dad her dad is white. And he says, you know, um, you being a strong black woman, and she, she's like, wait a minute, dad. You just say I'm a black woman. He said, yeah. He says, but how can you just tell me I'm a black woman? And you know I'm half white, also. You know, saying I was like, but like disregarding your, disregarding your side. He says, when he showed her a picture of them when they went to the fair. He said, remember when we went to the fair and we got all those looks and people saying all those things, you know, behind our back. I knew then that society made that choice for you, and they are automatically going to identify you as a black woman. I said all that to say. People that are mixed, and I have I have mixed family members also. People that are mixed, society unfortunately makes that decision for them and identifies them as black. Mm-hmm. That that's how Obama, Holly Berry, you know, uh, pe- pe- people that we didn't even know was biracial. The society that you know they they all this one drop rule this and all stuff like that. No matter you know this racist society they made that decision for them Sasha Banks is a black woman that's what it is and yeah that is what the thing that this whole thing came about only she didn't she didn't say nothing about Sasha at all she didn't yeah. people saying she burying Sasha she, she didn't mention Sasha at all all she, all she said was Ember Moon was a good you know black champion and then people started well, going she probably, crazy she, she, she called the first black champion didn't she or the yeah, only black yeah. champion she no, she said the first black, like the first. Yeah, you know. Which I, I mean, also, yeah, I, 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 I love Amber Moon. You know, I love Amber Moon. But I'm just saying, but that also is a discredit to Sasha Banks, also. 
It does. Yeah, it does not mean attack that girl's toy. Like I said. Yeah, it, it, it don't mean attack her. You know, yeah. you can just simply comment. You don't gotta like. Uh, make her, first you know, off, quit. I mean, it, I did see that she came back on Twitter, but but also take the time to educate instead of trying to cancel. Mm-hmm. I mean, the girl just—it's the same one. It's kind of like with uh, you brought the point with Kofi Kingston when when Devon Dudley asked him, "How does it feel to be the first black WWE champion?" And he was like, "I'm not." And he was like, "We told you say because you're." discrediting Dwayne Johnson. And I and I thought that, that 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 took a lot because it's like, you know what? He's right. Because no matter how we want to put asterisks on somebody like this, well he's half this, he's half that, society looks at them as one as one way. And that's the way that's the way that, that, that they want to view them so so they don't have to respect them. And that's a black man. Well Again, the rock is still ambiguous sometimes when he want to be stars. Yes. So. Well, I mean, right. well, I mean, the rock has probably come out as you know black and Samoa. He always says it now, like, that, yes. like that, that's like his new gimmick now. Have black hair, Samoa, always a color, you know, all, stuff like that. Because I, I took Hollywood by the balls, you know, all that <laughs> shit. But what, but what I'm saying is, yeah, I was reading that. I was just like, y'all don't need to be blowing this girl Twitter up and sitting there, and because that, that, that's how y'all start start problems. That's how y'all start. You know, shit like even when they was trying to cause problems between Zendaya and uh, Kiki Palmer, why? Yeah. We yeah. both winning. Yeah. How about y'all be happy that both these sisters is winning? You know, and, and same thing there. It's like Sasha never moon. We both winning. You know, Sasha ain't yeah. asked to be this way. That's just the way it is. Sasha was a great, and, and Sasha is a superstar. And she's one of the best NXT cha- uh, champions, and she's black, just like Amber Moon. So how about we celebrate them both? And how about uh, Ari Miller, who's a black female wrestler? So how about we celebrate her as well? Is it trying to tear her down because of you know stuff that you know? Because I don't, I don't believe she meant any ill will by that. Nope, not at all. But um, yeah, just stop bullying people. That's all I want to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. I, I'm just saying, yo, 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 please, like, yo, chill with that. Educate yourselves first and stuff like that. And just tell her, hey, Sasha, you know, just like I told you that whole thing with Blackish. And I, I was like, yo, just take time to educate somebody. You know, if they want to hear it, they want to hear it. They don't, they don't. But now it is time to go on to AEW Dynamite. It is Wednesday, and you do know what that means. It's Quake by the Lake. So. We got a lot of good stuff going on for you tonight on Dynamite. And they automatically kicked off with the coffin match. Yeah, I thought that was going to be in the middle of the show or something. So that This is the opening match. Um, Brody King taking on Darby Allen. So Darby has his skateboard. And he cracks, like in the beginning of the match, he cracks Brody. In the back with the skateboard with the thumbtacks. He had the thumbtacks on the bottom. And then he starts raking Brody King's forehead with the skateboard. And that man starts pouring out buckets of blood. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he meant to do it that hard. Exactly. Like, this is this is like almost Undertaker No Mercy 2002 level blood. Yeah, this guy did a little bit too hard. Yeah. It's like... You know, 
I don't know if it's quite Eddie Guerrero Judgment Day 2004 blood, but that Undertaker, no mercy, because it, it, it was getting all of his beard. Like, he had to, you know, it probably was, because he had to use, like, his both his hands to wipe the blood away from his eyes. Like, he, he really raked him to the point where it was just like, okay, yeah, he's, he, you, you, you cut something, because he's, he, he's really coming down here and bleeding. Yep. Um, Brody King, when I said try, try, try to uh, uh, collect himself because he probably couldn't fucking see, uh, Darby fires back with an avalanche cold red on Brody King and goes back into the ring. Uh, Darby tries to put Brody to the coffin, but 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 uh, Brody blasts Darby with some stiff shots, and then <clears throat> Brody jumps off jumps off the second rope towards Darby, who's on the table on the outside of the ring. Darby dodged it, broke it, crashed through the table, and then all of a sudden, that spot, the lights went out. And when they came back, we saw it was the House of Black. And Darby was just like, all right, fuck it. Goes outside, tries to, it dives on towards the House of Black, but then he's getting jumped. He's getting jumped by Buddy Matthews, who gives him his uh, finisher, you know, the best kept secret, which was what which was, which was called in WWE. But I forgot what it's called now. <clears throat> and. They set up a table in the corner, and then Brody King gives him a, a, a cannonball through the table. And they beating the shit out of Darby Allen. So, mm-hmm. so the crowd's chanting, we want Sting. We want Sting. And there's no Sting coming out. So then, Buddy Matthews, and there's no disqualification in the coffin match. Now, Buddy Matthews is going over to the casket. This is not... One thing about a coffin match, I'm like, I know... WWE has never had any really great casket matches, but I like the casket setup. I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. Are you talking about where it's just like actual caskets propped up and it's everything? You kind of just open it to the it's ring. Like a, it's like an actual fucking casket that they use like for, for, for funerals. I ain't talking about the big 1992 Yokozuna caskets or the big uh, Kamala caskets like that. Like it's a fucking box. I'm talking about. A casket that that that's up on a a, a casket lift, mm-hmm. so you can put it, you know, so it'd be easier to put your opponent. I won't believe it, to put your opponent in in the in the casket, opposed to just being on the floor. And it's and the, the AW casket is like a old school pine box casket. I mean, that's Teddy Riley. I mean, Teddy Riley. What? <laughs> I'm watching Teddy Riley. My bad. That's a. Uh... <laughs> That's, that's a Darby Allen uh, style casket yes. because he, it's kind of like that old school style. Like that's what I feel like. If I feel like Darby made a casket, that's what it would look like, basically. So I'm trying to uh, Teddy Riley casket. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, alright. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah. So I feel like that's just his game. Like I feel like honestly, I feel like if it's another person having a casket match and Darby's not in it, it's probably gonna be a different casket. Okay, it's a, it's a possibility, but because this one that Darby it got spikes on it too and everything. Yeah, the reason so why I, I say this is because when Buddy Matthews goes to open it, Sting is in the casket. <laughs> he has to get up off the ground. <laughs> but Sting, Sting is like, and, and Buddy Matthews just sitting there watching, just like, oh god, like it's Sting, and Sting got to take his time and get up out this casket. It's on the crowd, and you know it's already snug in there. He's just like, oh, all right, here I am. And then hits him with the baseball bat that starts going. He has like the 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 eye, the blackened eye from the black mist from last week. 
He goes up and takes everybody out with the bat. Then tosses the bat to Malachi Black. And Malachi is like, all right. You want me to do this? But then, no. He he doesn't do it. He kind of just tosses the bat away and walks up the, the stage. Still not doing it yet because they just go up there face-to-face up on the stage. And just, but we never see what happens to them. They still just like, oh, what you want? He, oh, oh, what, what? Yeah. What's up? And then uh, Alistair's just like, Malachi's just like, all right. Sting's like, no, what's up? He's like, I'm not, I don't got time for this thing. No, what's up? Yeah. Are you going to leave the ring? All right, I'm going to follow you there. That's basically so. what happened. Meanwhile, uh, Brody King is uh, up trying to open the casket, but Darby grabs a steel chain. And Darby starts hitting Brody with the chain. Then he starts choking Brody Lee with the chain. Yeah, hanging him, hanging him. Yeah, okay. Brody King, not Brody Lee, Brody King. Bro- Brody King, I'm sorry, you say Brody Lee, I'm sorry. Yeah, I messed up this time, like Daniel Bryan. I'm sorry, so, <laughs> Brody King, he's choking him. And then he goes limp, kind of like how uh, Brody King did with Darby Allen. He had him in the, uh, choking and he just went limp and eliminated him that way. He goes limp. Perfect finish. Because he he just lets go of the chain, his limp body falls right into the casket, and the momentum just has the the lid just close. Mm-hmm. And, that, it would have been awkward. It would have been awkward if it didn't close it, because that one would have had to get out and close it. But yes, exactly. And like this, pretty like that's what we call a hole in one. Mm-hmm. So I thought that uh, worked out great, and that was a damn good casket match. Yeah, I feel like all dark all the darkest casket matches have been good, honestly. They haven't been better than Mil Mortes. Remember that cast match he had like Mil Mortes and Lucha Underground? Yeah, but it's Lucha Underground, so. Uh, oh, so yeah, because I was like, that shit was crazy. And they was throwing the fucking casket at each other and shit like that. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. Like, Lucha Underground, they was like, <laughs> Lucha Underground, I was like, we don't care about this casket. As long as you're in it and it can't somewhat close, we good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they, they was literally using that shit as a weapon. It, it was like SmackDown 2, Know Your Role. Remember you just get to, you yeah. get to use the fucking casket? Sting was in probably the worst casket match I've ever seen. You talking about that last rights match with Abyss? Yes. Oh, that was bad. That was fucking bad. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, WWE hasn't really had no good casting matches. I mean, the only way I can think of that they've was... Had, they've all been solid. They haven't been, like, horrible. I, I, I would say that the two solid ones that come to my mind is Rock Undertaker and I take a Mark Henry. Oh man, you know what? No, sorry, I'm thinking of the Bay Lot matches too. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm thinking of Mark Henry from WrestleMania 22. Yep. And Rock versus Undertaker from Monday Night Raw when the Rock got put in the casket and um, he uh, the Twitch went went hard on on the sledgehammer with it. Yeah. I think uh, was it Triple H and Kane or something? I just remember Shawn Michaels dancing on top of the Yes. <laughs> That's all I remember from the whole thing. <laughs> that was a great one, but I do, I do remember that, that casket match. Which, which I don't, I don't even know something. how the match was. I just remember him dancing on top of that casket. Like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Yeah, so that's all I that's all I remember from that. I think that's in his video package, too, just him dancing on the casket. <laughs> <laughs> we get a tag team tor- tornado match, Lucha Bros., Taking on um, Andrade El Igolo and Roosh. Yep. Uh, so this match was pretty good too because obviously it's a tornado match and you know it's going to be a, a, a spot thing. But the one spot came, Andrade gave Pentagon the knees in the corner. And Roosh had ideas, said, We're going to tie 
Pentagon's mask to the ropes. So he ties the mask. They double knotted. So now he's in. Uh, he's tied to the ropes, and now he has to make a decision. Does he unmask himself to try to save his brother, or is he just stay there and keep to keep his mask on? So they are uh, jumping Ray Phoenix, and then they give Ray Phoenix. I forgot uh, what kind of move it was, and then uh, they laid him out, and then they go to cover him, and then. Pentagon decides to just take off his mask and go uh, make the save. And meanwhile, he's still trying to cover his face. It's like half his face is covered and the other is, uh, you know, he has his hand covering it. Which is kind of funny to me because I'm just like, he's still got makeup on. Yeah. You know, so it, you still can't fully see what he looks <laughs> like. got makeup on his whole face and they're covering it under the mask. Okay. Yeah, I'm just like, you see. That's still- like if Sting was to put a mask on, it's like, all right, like, <laughs> okay. Still used to do that. Remember that WCW where they, they hold a sting mask gimmick where everybody had a sting mask on and he took it off and be like, oh, No, shit, no. Man. I'm not talking about a mask that looks like a sting mask. I'm talking about a whole nother mask. Like, yes. Like, Luke uh, Penta had like a whole nother mask that he had face paint under it. I'm like, That's a okay. lot of your face. Yes. That's a whole lot on your face. But, uh, yeah, so he comes and try, tries to save him. Um, Rouge uh, Rams Ray Phoenix with the uh, with, with the bullhorns, which that move like it's like a running drop kick while he's sitting in the corner, like it like took Ray out. He was like out, and then Andrade gave him the hammerlock DDT, and they won the matchup. So good Tornado Tag Team matchup. Yeah, and uh, I'm just I believe that Rouge Andrade and Dragon Lee. I think it was will be in a trios tournament. I don't know if you ever seen Dragon League, but he's really good. Yes, they are gonna be in a trios tournament along with this these motherfuckers. The Dark Order. The Dark Order. I thought you were gonna say the Trust Busters. I was gonna say, oh, oh my god, I am not a fan of Trust Busters, by the way. Oh fuck them trust busters, man. Like me land they should be called land of the misfit toys. Like seriously, the trust busters, they got they got Harlan over there now. Sunny kisses a heel now. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on, man? Anyway, I'm sorry. I went off track. I and why are you in the trust busters? I am not a fan of trust these these Who you gonna call? Trust busters. And it was yeah. one of that shit all on Rampage on Friday. I'm just like, no, I'm good. I'm they had to build up the they had to build up the new group. <laughs> That's gonna be in the fucking trios tournament. Like out of all the Sure. Of oh, sure. Uh Dark Gore's backstage and then uh, Matt and Nick Jenkins want to apologize to Hangman and say that you know the, the way he treated him. And, but Paige said, "Look, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be uh, with the Dark Order. And I'll be in their corner cheering them on, and I can't be your partner." I'm like, one, the Dark Order fucking sucks, and two, I'm like, y'all mean to tell me y'all not gonna put Hangman in this fucking tournament? Somebody from the Dark Order is going down. He going he going to joining uh, them. But obviously, the the Bucks had to find a partner. This is leading back to the return of Kenny Omega. Uh, if it leads back to the, uh, if it leads back to the return of Kenny Omega, then they got to win. But like, so okay, so uh, undisputed era is not in the at all. At all, opportunity missed. Okay. Well, I think I think they're so they're legit still suffering from injuries. Like I think Adam- I know I know what I'm saying. Like that's a that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, but uh, okay. So if the Bucks do, they'll probably be there first. But um, okay, okay, all right. 
depending on when the matches are, the Dark Order could lose first before the Bucks even have their first match. So after the Dark Order lose, Heyman's like, "Well, I don't have to go for them anymore because they out of the tournament, and then he can, and then he can go with the Bucks." Maybe. I also think Kenny Omega coming back. Yeah, well, I don't want Kenny Omega to die. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I, don't I, mean I, I guess, I guess that's why he would be in a trios match to hide him. But okay. I mean, so, so you say you say he's still not one hundred percent. This man will never be one hundred percent ever. Mm. He will never be eighty percent. Damn, what the hell happened to Kenny Omega? He's bro. He this man has never had this man basically wrestled broken for years. So. Fair enough, he was yes. he'd be doing hour matches with Okada and shit, so Yes, even before that, he was just wrestling for, for like broken, not even like getting checked or anything, so yes. Plus, you know, it's weird to me he's a wrestler, but he has every time he wrestles he has vertigo. That's crazy to me. It is. Well yes. How is he last with that? I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily know. But uh, if it leads to the return of Kenny Omega, that's great. They should keep saving for the pay-per-view. Because I swear to God, if it's like Brandon Cutler or something, I'm like, all right. Oh, God, no. Oh, goodness, no. Uh, Next up, we have Jungle Boys on the commentary team. While we have Luchasaurus versus Anthony Henry. And he, Luchasaurus makes quick work of him. But Jungle Boy sees Christian Cage up on the screen. And he's just talking to Jungle Boy and everything. But, he, but Jungle Boy's like, wait a minute. I I, I know where that place is at. And he's... <laughs> Obviously, it's the, the interview area. What yeah. You <laughs> he, he's just looking like, I, I know where that's at. And he, he goes run back there and leaps for Christian. But the security just pulls him off. And I was just like, oh, I, I was like, who? If y'all ain't do your job right there. I was like, y'all gonna mess up a whole angle. But uh, Christian is telling him to get Jungle Boy out of here. Something like that. I love seeing that kind of intensity. By Jungle Boy, then <laughs> then, <laughs> then Lucha Solos comes in and beats some people up, and then they're like, "Wait a minute, is that is that that's Pack Buck?" I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> like I know he was like a WWE producer and all that, but that was they had to, they had to point out the big deal." I was like, "All right, we good." Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Redeemer Miro had some words for House of Black. But Julia Hart told Miro to embrace the darkness. And Miro said, only one woman is allowed to touch me. And that his path was now and clear. So let me yeah, probably get like a Miro verse. We, we don't, and I repeat, we don't need to see Lana. I will be fine if we don't see Lana. I will, you be, know the I will live. You know the Redeemer's calling up that Lana. <laughs> you, you know I will you know. live if he doesn't. You know, he called on he called on God for weeks. God didn't show up. So, you know, let it be the same I'm, thing. I'm going to pretend like you ain't say that. But yeah. <laughs> that's what he was that was his gimmick. He was like, come and fight me. And he yeah. never came out. So I mean, you know. Uh, so keep it keep it going. Mark Henry tried to repower House Hobbs until QT Marshall and the factory interrupted us. How is it just gonna walk off? Um Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dunn, and Sam Singh head to the ring. Now, be honest with you. This the first time I heard Jay Lethal Steve song. I was like, oh. At first, I was like, did he go back to the Black Matias ball? No, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did not. That's what I thought it was. Cause, you know, it, it started off, 
dun, 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 dun. it's like a record scratch and then it goes to his music. So like, okay. And uh, Willow storms oh. out. He says, you want another shot of this? But tonight, I'll whoop it all three of your asses. FTR comes out with Willow's back and then they go in there. Yeah. Unnecessary. <laughs> He's here. And no, then, not, not the FTR coming out is unnecessary. What I'm saying, like, you don't need the best tag team in the world to defeat Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jada gets a um, a, a a big rig, and that's what it was. Absolute Ricky starts taking on Aaron Solo. This match was just basically about him beating up, uh, winning the matchup afterwards, and then they kind of got mad. They tried to the factory. God, get rid of this shit. Try to jump. Uh, Ricky starts after the match, and then he ends up getting giving one of the members of the factory. I forgot, you know, the, the big dude. Um, Nick Colorado. Yeah, Nick Colorado. He gives him. He gives him the powerhouse. The powerhouse hop spine buster. And so as he did that, he showed backstage of powerhouse hop just breaking TVs and he mad as shit that he used his move. So it looks like it's going to be them two at it at all out. The revolution is televised. TBS title match: Jay Cargo versus your girl and your girl only. The new coach of AEW, say her yeah. name, Prime. Anyway, she moves. Madison Rain. Welcome. She this next match. Oh, don't you love Madison Rain? No. Yes, you. Oh my God! Every time we talk about it, you always you you be always high for Madison Rain. I'm like, yo, please, I'll give her that much. No, not, I say Madison Rain is good. cool. Madison Rain is is cool. You know, she, but she, she does not need to like, first of all, she retires and over-retires like every month. Yeah. That's first. Second of all, I never thought she was bad in the room. I'm just like, okay, she's whatever. Like, it was, it was doing the demons there. So she was just like, whatever. You know, so. Whatever. She, yeah, she, she's not that good. Uh, yeah. She, you know who, she, she's better than Lacey Barnett. Yeah, she ain't better than Angelina Love. No, but Angelina Love went there when she was there, so, you know. So, uh, Master Ray tried to, to, uh, go and, um, what does it say? Uh, uh, Jay hit Master Ray with a spear. Master tried to go back for the, for the net breaker for Jay for the fall. And then, meanwhile, we get Karen Hogue come, come, comes up on the ring and distracts Master Ray. Jay goes for her bicycle kick and hits Karen Hogan because Master Rain moved out of the way and missed by that much. I was like, well, that's obvious. Like, you even get Yeah, but I will say that I do like Jay wrestling Madison Rain because even though she's not, you know, the best, she still has a lot of knowledge. So I think that can also help Jay too. Yeah. But after the matchup, Athena comes down. And jumps up. <laughs> he was still at this point. People were still making fun of Ariana Miller. So it was like, oh, I know she was hatch. I know she got excited when uh, Athena came. <laughs> exactly. Oh, she. Oh my God. Oh, she about to be the first Black TBS champion. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, come on, people, stop it. She, Athena, about to be the first Black T- TBS champion. Did, 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 did y'all see that shit? I play. <laughs> you know, because Jade ain't all black. She had black, half muscle. <laughs> uh so uh I think they held up the title. I still don't believe it. 
<laughs> no, I think Adidas is going to be. I think she, they're going to go at it all out, but I think she's going to lose. Yeah, like yeah. I said, they, did, they got some building to do because uh, yeah. <laughs> ain't nothing right now. Just because you hold the title, I have no faith in you right now. I, so you got to Exactly. Jay may kiss her, you know, <laughs> may give another kiss to death. Athena may like it this time. But, uh, yeah. we, uh, Tony back season, but with, with Thunderstorm, uh, Chris Tatlander was injured. But Tony's main goal was to be eight days women's champion. And then the Rose said, we'll talk about it some other time. Main event for the AW in- interim world championship match. The black uh John Moxley taking on Lionheart Chris Jericho. Old school Lionheart Chris Jericho with the yellow and black tights, had the uh the vest, had the clean shaven, had the old theme. I was like, I'm glad he was committed to this. Yep. Yes. So this match was was really good. I really enjoyed this matchup. Uh, Jericho before the break rips out Moxie's earring. They, 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 they don't show any kind of blood or anything. They go to commercial. When we come back, Moxie's ear and the side of his face is just covered with blood. I'm just like, mm-hmm. the fuck yeah. is it? Was 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 that a delayed something or was that like the? You know these moxie matches. Maybe he just kept, bleed. you know. Maybe he just kept punching it or something. I was like, you know, Mo- these moxie matches, like you know, you did. There's gonna be blood. There's gonna be a lot of blood. Because they showed me a post. It was like Mox got to taking a German suplex and he's leaking. <laughs> just don't just leak. Davey covered that boxy hard. I was going to be like, just like, oh, shit. Nah, nah, lately, though. Lately, it's been off of, like, stupid stuff. Like, you, you take a you take a move to the outside and you just bust it open. It's like, okay. And you, yes, and you're doing too much. Goodness gracious. Um, so, yeah, right now, he's just, he just uh, bleeding a lot. Um, I, I will say there's, like, one thing that I didn't like about this whole Lionheart thing. Okay. I think Jericho was too old to do some of these stretches he was trying hey, to do. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Other you. than that, it was good. But some of these stew hard stretches, I was like, all right, uh, you don't, you know, you have extra belly there now. You can't really do that. Hey, mm. hey, thank you. I was just like, bro, I get it. I know you're the last surviving dungeon member, but bro. Even though, even though he wasn't, but, you know. It was Tyson Kidd, wasn't it? Yeah, Tyson Kidd, D.H. Smith, Natalia. Still, uh, last storm, you know. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people from from the dungeon. I'm talking about the last. Mark Henry. <laughs> like I said, the last yeah. people coming from the dungeon. I'm talking about. But, well, still, uh, when did still hard die? 2010. I, I, oh yeah, so so yes, uh, Tyson Kidd was definitely a, uh, you know, yeah, not member. Tyson Kidd, bro, Tyson Kidd has been there. Since they were like ten, I believe it. Yes, I believe it. Uh, <laughs> Jericho ripped off the, the turnbuckle pads, and then there, he was pointing something in the crowd, and we found out it was Sammy Guevara. So in the crowd, Sammy tosses uh, Floyd the baseball bat to Chris Jericho, <laughs> but he overshot the shadow. It just flies all over Chris Jericho. It goes outside Wait, the ring. See him in the crowd, we're like, oops. <laughs> and then he and the crowd was like, oh man, I did that shit. So you he, know what would have been funnier? Because you know, obviously the quote unquote referee is not supposed to see it. Yeah. It'd be funny if Mr. Bat would have just hit her. Like, <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> yeah, they really fucked up on that one. And they, yeah. they had to hit, hit like Ari. Or, or if she played it off like, ah, oh, I'm knocked out. 
It could have been like so, that yeah. too, like depending on, on how quick you know to the reaction that you know that she is. Um. So then he he goes out goes outside the ring, gets the bed and everything, and then uh, you know, and then he goes and hits him with the bed two count. Then Monster applied the the, the ready to choke. Jericho escapes and blasts him with the Judas effect. I was like, oh shit, that was kind of close. I thought it was gonna be it. Yeah, he was Yeah, uh, he, he kicks out the Judas effect. So we hear the fight forever chant. Yeah. Uh, At one point, Jericho did a, a top rope code breaker. He called him from the top rope. Exactly. Yeah, I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, God. yeah he was pulling all stuff out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho even puts the, the line table on him. Now, Jericho's busted open because Jericho ran to the turnbuckle post face first, and that yep. was like a legit cut. Yep. I'm like, Jericho, bro, your nose still sensitive from the last fucking time. We yeah, mm-hmm. got a cool breaker. He knows at the bar wide mask. I'm like, bro, you got to do it like a flip, brother. You got to do it hard way. Yeah, well, he was bleeding like buckets all over there too, and uh, he had he, he he had the whole knee in the neck with the line tamer, but Moxley gets out of it. They puts him in the rear naked choke. Jericho taps out, so Moxley mm-hmm. retains, but then that doesn't stop the Jericho appreciation society from coming out and attacking. Sports Say what? Sports entertainers, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah, the sports entertainers. Sports entertainers attacking EA Sports, and as they're attacking, we hear you know, cult of personality CM Punk music hits, Mm -hmm. and he comes out. And Jericho, I mean, CM Punk just clears out the whole Jericho Appreciation Society. It throws Hager against the you know, the steel steps, and then just starts punching guys. It goes all the way to the ring. I didn't like it. You don't like it? No. Well, tell me why. He's ob- he's obviously still hurt. <laughs> it did. When I say obvious, when I say obvious, I mean like from the moment he walked out, he limped out. I was like, oh no. See, <laughs> so no, Dude, like wrap that foot up because he. I I I think CM Punk is like I'm not missing two Chicago shows. I'm not doing it. I know, but I'm saying like, I I don't know how necessarily hurt. I'm probably sure he can still do stuff on it, but like. He's still limping, heavily limping. Like you could tell, he was like not trying to put weight on that foot. Exactly. I, I thought we would have recognized that. When he comes in there, he clears house, and Mox is sitting there buying his time. Like I know he's behind me, staring at me. <laughs> he even does. A, he, you know how like you step on the two, you know the, the second row, he kind of just like balance shift. Like come on. Yeah. He couldn't even do that. His leg was like wobbling. I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh yeah. Face to face with Mox. Yeah, and then Mox just sits there looking at him. They gives him the finger, and they kind of like, and they bumps his shoulder which, and walks off. Which, which uh, I kind of I, I don't know how to feel about that. Well, you know, Mox if is be... you know, no, I'm saying if I'm punk, I'm like I'm taking the title. What you mean? I mean, yeah. They should they should have had two titles. They should have had come out with a title too. Who come out with a title? Punk. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Because I am the because Punk just looking at him, he got a title. I'm like, no, that's mine. Like, like that's legit my title. So just gonna let you just gonna let Monster walk away with your title. You gotta agree. I don't you know. know. Uh, but that was AEW Diamond for this week. So I think both shows did pretty good, but I'm still gonna get the edge. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. <laughs> Yes, but I'm gonna give the edge of dynamite this week. I thought the the, the coffin match was great. The main event was great, and that tornado tag was uh, was great also. 
maybe uh, NXT and he wait he would do good. So we'll see. Maybe they might win. We don't know. I am. Uh, I, I am all for that. Do you have any quick heat wave predictions? Brown Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Mandy okay, okay. Rose, uh, Tony D'Angelo. Damn. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> let me slow the fuck down. Okay. And uh, and okay. uh, Cole J. Okay. Well, I uh, I have yeah, I have Cole J winning. I have Mandy Rose beating Zoe Starks. I got. Brown Bigger beating J.D. McDoug, or McDowell, whatever his name is. Uh, the Carmelo Hayes one is iffy to me because I'm like, one of them got to come to the main roster, whether it's Gino Vanni Vinci for Imperium or Carmelo Hayes. Well, they don't have to. They could, they could call up someone like Cameron Lee. I mean, I mean, uh, Cameron... Grimes? Wait, is it Trevor? Trevor Lee? Cameron Grimes. Got you. Yeah, Grimes, yeah. And then I, I say they were sent to Tony D'Angelo, but I think I think Tony D'Angelo wins this one. Yeah. Yeah. So And I right. think uh Court I I believe uh what's the guy named with Apollo? Uh nobody's with Apollo right now. That used to be with Apollo? Oh Commander Aziz. I think he is um the guy for Core J. I think he's her bodyguard or something. Oh, she has a new bodyguard? I believe so. Oh, I don't wow. know if they are on TV yet, but I know he is on like the indie shows. It's a possibility. Well, guys, that, so, that, that, that was our maybe wrestling review. Also, make sure you guys check out the predictions that we, we have for Heat Wave uh, at the end of the show. But I think AEW had a better show this week. So, like, subscribe, and share. And then, uh, you know, listen to the podcast. Keep on listening. But for those on YouTube, make sure you guys uh, check us out for more right here on NC Studios. All right. So we're about to get up out of here. And, but the, uh, one, one last thing I want to talk about real quick, Prime. So they had the THQ Nordic for AEW Fight Forever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, uh, well, it was the same trailer. And I, I, you still be honest. I can't be mad. I mean, who said you had to be mad? No, I'm saying a lot of people on Twitter was mad, and I'm saying I can't be mad because for one, it was a leaked trailer, so we can't get mad because we leaking stuff, and they get mad because it's the same thing that we leaked. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. That that is fair. There is one thing I am a little bit mad about, though. Okay. There that they are supposed to be having a test run at Gamescom. Which is, I think, August twenty third, twenty fourth through the twenty seventh. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere in Germany. And usually, when they have that, you know, the game is close to release. There, right now, they were. There's a rumor of the of the game releasing February, like February third, something like that, twenty twenty three. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's a mistake. Why? Because two K twenty three come out next month. Mm-hmm. Which I, I'm not going by, you know, which company I'm loyal to or what the gameplay or something look like. I'm going by just straight business here, and I think by the business strategy of it is I don't think it's a smart to release a, uh, a a brand new wrestling fighting game 
right alongside a wrestling sports game that that's already established itself for the past twenty some years. Mm-hmm. And because that can really hurt the sales. And like I said, mm-hmm. there, there's still more about this AEW game that we just don't know of just yet. But I'm still thinking like, because I I I want the AEW game. I want you to play the game. Yep. And but one but one thing about it is the promotion for 2K23 is go, is going to be a shit ton higher now. You know why? Because Triple H is in charge. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who has to give the clearances now for who is going to be in the game, but in the gaming community. Oh, so I'm telling you right now, you think you gonna have to wait till the next game to be trying to get all these random people in there. No, 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 listen, no, no, you don't. I'm telling you, especially with, with, with what 2K showed us they can do last year. You know what I'm saying? I think all the scanning and stuff, I don't think it's done, but I think like, you know, like, if they wanted to make a story, like they would have had to start like now, or like they had it kind of already have it in place. Like, well, I'm saying this, like, people like Hit Row and Carrying Cross and Dakota Kai, I believe that they make the game. We are um, about, say, eight or nine months out from 2K23. Yeah. This time last year is when they had to put the game on delay. Because of they want to take like Bray Wyatt and, and them out stuff like that, but now there's no the delay time. Right now, this is what what they want to add and what they want to put in by that by that certain time. I mean, even they even got Brock's points on there, so there's no doubt in my mind that when it comes to these people that Triple H is bring is bringing back, they're gonna make the game. I mean, now if he brings back somebody in December, obviously not, unless they want to make them as DLC. But we know Cody gonna probably be the focus of that game, and with now with, with Triple H being, be on the cover. I think he, I think he may be on the cover, and with, with Triple H being the focus of it, uh, with now with with, with, with talent and, and of course especially with the drafts like that, they, Two K has now made a priority to try to make it as updated as possible. They already know that it's a it's a it's it's it's, it's a it's a working thing. And since yeah. the game don't come out, it'd be different if the game came out in November. You're like, well, ain't none of this shit going to make it in. The game coming out next year in March, that means the cutoff date is way, is way later now than it was in the years prior. And yeah, I, and then, Huh? Yeah. No, keep going. So, when, come time Royal Rumble, this is where you're going to get all your marketing for it. The, and then you're going to get fans excited about it. Then you're going to get the roster reveal and stuff like that. And like I said, this is this is not a Vince McMahon style game. He don't have to go sign off on nobody being in the game. Yeah. No more. That, that, that's a Stephanie or Triple H type job to do. So people are naturally going to be excited for it. Just like they're naturally excited now. AEW, Fight Forever, we're we excited for that game. I'm really excited for that game too. But to come out right there in the, in well, the we don't even know yet, so we just. We're, I, we're I'm just saying. Ladies. I'm just saying. It, I know it's a rumor. It's like it's either going to come out late this year, which I think if they if they if they want you don't want to come out at the same time as two K, late this year, even December this year will be be fine. Opposed to, I just think I'm saying right now, February, will be a bad day for that for that day to come out. Mm-hmm. It was. I, I think it was sync, and unfortunately, 
Tony Khan put a shit ton of money in this game. Yeah, I feel like, but I feel like it's gonna be like a mm-hmm. when it ain't true. I feel like it's gonna be like a game that you gotta like keep updating. So, I mean, that that's cool. I'm saying, but initially, like you want to get as like for Tony. I think Tony Khan put about had to be about like oh god, was it eight million? I have no idea, but I'm just saying. I'm saying, in order, if the game, you gotta say something. If the, I don't think the game is gonna be as successful as the WWE game, obviously, but I still think it'll probably bring in some big numbers. I, I I want it to be successful, or if not better, because well, yeah, it can't, yeah, because you know, like you said, it don't have an establishment, so it's like first game. I think you know, it. I think it do good for its. Standards. It's not like we're looking to be like, all right, why are we not making as much as 2K? So, I mean, I, I think. I, mean, I, I, I obviously, but I'm saying, but I think right now, if you do if you're doing it in February, I'm just like, you, you need to, uh, I, I just think the end of the year will be a little, like around holiday time. I think yeah. that'll be good to help get the sales up, to help Tony Khan get that, get his, get, get some of his money back and to, to make a good investment into, into this game before a Triple H era 2K comes out. Yeah. So I mean, SmackDown had two and a half million viewers on Friday with no Roman and no Brock. And I'm just like, this shit's scary, bro. Like, like he did all that shit without no Roman and Brock on that show. Mm-hmm. So people are already showing an interest in it. But that's what I wanted to say about that. But you guys, make sure you guys. Uh, this is the end of our podcast now. So make sure you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com. Make sure you guys check out all the podcasts on there for the Lulu and Pop Show. Market Dark and do a business with Mark Randall. Check out the Nerd Coalition's content on there. With the No Gimmick Scene to Nerd Guys to Talk podcast. Turn to your culture and beyond and drunk thoughts over tongue. Check out Prime and Lee Boy TV's Prime Sasha podcast every single Friday starting in September. Make sure you guys check out my main man Q Flow and his music. Check out the snippets on YouTube, especially on YouTube Premium that we put up usually the day of the podcast release or the day after the podcast release. Stay tuned for all that great stuff. Now we're about to get up out of here, so. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back next week. Uh, actually, Prime is going away, so I think next week I uh will probably be on the podcast myself, depending on what the news is. Uh, then the week after that, um, maybe Prime comes back. I'm not sure, but uh, me and him will talk more about it. But I know next week's podcast he will not be available, so uh, I'm gonna. Let you guys know that right now, so it'll just be like a me show, especially especially when it comes to like, uh, Heat Wave. I mean, he he may have be able to review Heat Wave, but not uh, the Game of Thrones Dynamite that comes up on Wednesday. Then they do. I was I was to say, you talking about the wrong show? Because uh, what you talking about Game of Thrones? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that Game of Thrones uh, Dynamite episode. So okay. But hopefully we'll be back for a Raw review also because, you know, we, we want to see what the fuck is going to go on with Raw. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I agree there. So, once again, this is NC, the place to be chill, 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 and now the answer is a prime time. All right. All right, and the Nerd Coalition is out. Q-Flow, wherever you are at, take us out.
we're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks, you already know. So sit back, relax, and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's in C. Searching for just the right job? Whether you are looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offers the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer.